I know you have Mikhail's money, and I want it. So why don't you give it to me, and you walk? Do we have a deal? Huh? Do we have a deal? I don't think you get it, pal! I will kill her! Do you understand me? Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. It's a Saturday pod. Saturday pod. Made Madness is over? I guess so. Now it's a little something we're calling June Madness. 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 <laughs> See what you did there? You replaced the month. You can recycle this idea for months on end. Mm. You can. You can. Hey, hey, do you know what else? What? It's Van Damme Week. Fuck yeah, it is. Keep going. <laughs> um, Van Damme Week. Now, we were meant to do The Quest, starring Van Damme and Roger Moore. Written and directed by Van Damme. Oh, all damn day. <sighs> I was really looking forward to Same. doing it too. Especially in terms of the JCVD journey, it's kind of like the, the perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's the big moment. Yeah. We will get our chance. I'm going to yeah. – so the reason we haven't done it is because we couldn't find it anywhere. It's yeah. not on any of the streamers. You can't even get a dodgy version on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know how to, those torrents things work anymore. We dabbled and um, VPNs and shit and we're like, uh, well, we're up against it. We're like, let's just watch Maximum Risk. They're six months apart. Yeah. We're still in the same JCVD chapter essentially. We've just flipped a few pages ahead. Yes. And we will get back to the quest. It might turn up on a streamer and – if it hasn't in about, you know, when we get a bit closer. Ten more weeks. You, we, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. On Amazon. Oh, uh, yeah, good idea. Some Blu-ray. And thank you to friends of the show who did kindly offer to lend us a copy. There was a couple of them. So oh, thank really? you. We have the best friends of the show. Oh, friends the of the show. Friends of the show. BF. You're great. Yes. Yeah. Um, maximum risk. A couple believe, of words right there. Yeah, yeah, there are a couple of words. We need to make that... Um, Van Damme movie name generator thing because they're just – it's like they have a chart. I was like, what's the last one we did? It's final death. It's sudden, sudden death, maximum risk, police cops. It's police cops. Keep going. No, Van Damme, we won't keep going. <laughs> I feel like we could have a segment, is this a Van Damme or a Seagal movie? And just, they have similar yeah. – I think um, – Above the law. Yeah, his one seemed to have three words. Yeah, and a jo- like a joining word. Hard to kill. Yeah. On Deadly Ground. Whereas if yeah. that was a Van Damme movie, it would just be called Deadly Ground. Under the Siege. Yeah. <laughs> Under the Siege. <laughs> oh, that's a good mashup. Under the Siege. R.I.P. to Sebastian the Lobster. Oh, what? I thought lobsters don't die. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you not heard that? Have you, have you not eaten one? I'm pretty they sure it's They don't die of natural causes. Well, they just keep going. <laughs> There's something out there. That's wild. <laughs> Who told you that? Is that something your parents told you when, when Pinchy went missing? <laughs> well, I mean, they do die. Yeah. They don't, they're, they're, what's like the word for immortal, but you can be killed, but you, but you don't, hard, they're hard to kill. Hard to kill. <laughs> hard to kill. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Did you know yeah. during COVID in a quest Use the pun to, um, mm. you know, add a little spice. I ordered like a live lobster to eat. Oh, I think I've seen some Instagram yeah, stories about and I, it. Was fl- Man, they're pretty hectic. They flap their tails and all sorts. Anyway, I was calling it Pinchy, as you do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Brucey was into it. And to this day, occasionally out of nowhere, Brucey goes, I miss Pinchy. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, oh, but we ate him. Did he eat He some? didn't. No, he wouldn't touch Did he that. connect the dots? Yeah, I told him that we had to eat him. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have introduced him. He's got to learn these things. No, he's at got some to point. learn. He's got to learn. It's fine. Randomly, like I'll be putting him to bed out of the blue. I miss Pinchy. <laughs> That's so funny. It is pretty funny. <laughs> Did you eat him? Yes, I ate him. Who says that? Oh. Yeah. Oh. So nineteen ninety six. We're back. We're back. Two weeks in a row. Back to back. Uh, Mid nineties. Yeah. Now, September thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. Does that ring any bells? Oh. It was indeed the day. Tupac Shakur passed away. Yeah, I remember that. After six days in intensive care, after being shot mm. uh, in Las Vegas whilst mm. sitting next to 
Shug Knight, uh, who miraculously didn't get any bullets. Uh, he was, was grazed. He was grazed, yeah, good grazing. Yeah. Uh, 25 years old, obviously not even at the peak of his powers. Yeah. A prolific producer of all forms of culturally significant media. Yeah. Shall we say. Yeah. From his rap songs, uh, heaps of movies. Well, I've recently learned because uh, Blank Check with Griffin and David are doing a John Singleton thing. Yeah. And he was supposed to be in the lead in, I mean, he was obviously in Poetic Justice. He was supposed to be in the lead in Higher Learning, but he had been arrested. Yeah. And then Baby Boy, a movie he did later, was meant to be for Tupac as well, but he'd already passed away. And basically John Singleton has said he he wanted him to be his De Niro to his Scorsese yeah. type of thing. That yeah. would have, And they only ended up making one movie together. Oh, man. We was robbed. Yeah, we was, man. Well, he did have – he has released six albums posthumously. Man. And only four before he died. So he was – he had plenty of bars. A bit of a mixed bag though. Yeah. 20 or so official docos. Yeah, I had so many of them on DVD. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're a big Tupac guy, right? I love Tupac's new record. Yeah, I I was obsessed. I didn't know who he was. The first I'd heard of him was when he died because I was – 12 years old yeah. then or something. So I, that was my introduction to him. But I was like, who's this guy everyone's talking about? And then I think that's what started the whole thing. And I wasn't. Li- I was still listening to like Hit Machine 2 or whatever at yeah, that point. Yeah, good one. And probably like uh, Silverchair or something. <laughs> Ween. Yeah. Friend, friend A. <laughs> but the, the best documentary, I think it was one produced by Quincy Jones. That Rapumentary? Has the most, Rapumentary has the best ending that really makes you go, ooh, really makes you think. Did he? Is he dead? No, oh. it's more like what we was robbed. Yeah. Because it says yeah, yeah. if Quincy Jones died when he was 25, he would have just been a trumpet player in the church band or whatever. Wow. If if Martin Luther King died when he was 25, he would have just been a pastor at wherever the fuck. Wow. And there was a couple Good more. Boy. And also because he was kind of still going through that uh, being a bit of a dickhead mm. phase. He was 25. He was finding himself still. Mm. There's this amazing video of... Tupac being interviewed when he was like 17, before he was famous, it was mm. for something unrelated. It was just they were interviewing people at a school or something. And he's the sweetest guy. I get a lot of friends because I have respect for women, ultra respect for women. But then, like, I, I, was, I was liking this girl in, in Tam. And, um, and I'm extra nice, you know, extra gentleman. I'm extra just like, oh, you're beautiful and you deserve the best. And she told me I was too nice. I couldn't believe it. We, we, it wouldn't work because I was too nice. That was the ultimate stab in the back. So I went through a week of just going, forget it, I'm just going to be like them. Because they seem to get the girls and they're, they're, they call girls the B word, you know, and they smack and beat and they're, get, they're getting girls and I'm going, peace. And, but what I'm, my plan is that if I keep telling girls not to let them call you these names and I keep telling, if I keep saying it, it's going to catch on because the girls won't allow them to be their boyfriend that they're going to speak to him like that and they're going to want me. So in order to not get them to go with me, they're going to have to change and that's how they change. So I'll be the scapegoat, no problem, as long as it changes. Mm. And then you know how he – something happened with cops. He, he basically, It's like he basically got broken at some point. He yeah, was like right. so optimistic and then like uh, he kind of – But maybe he, he would have come out of that. I, exactly. I, I always think like what would a – Maybe he would have grown his hair. Maybe. I think he had some issue with his hair. I feel him. <laughs> hey, a couple of uh, interesting facts for you. Yeah. Um, it's June 16th in two weeks. He was born on June 16th, 1971. Do the math. He would have been 50 in two weeks. Is that right? Wow. Which means he's been gone as long as he was alive. Fuck. You know what I mean? That's crazy. So he certainly got a bit done in his, you know, very limited time Massively. here on Earth. And since, the wrong time ago, yeah. back in 94. <laughs> have you seen that Chappelle skip? I have. Uh, skip. Skit? <laughs> I have, I have. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty classic Chappelle material talking yeah. about how Tupac's not dead. Yeah. I wrote this song a long time ago, a real long time ago. Feel me? I wrote this song a long time ago. It was the dopest song I ever wrote. Ninety-four, and um, Biggie blow up like the World Trade. Come on, yeah. I think there was a smaller bomb there once. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Probably like in the, oh, in, the lob, in the lobby. Yeah, or oh, it's alive. Oh, they're both alive. <laughs>
they're not the most conspicuous, inconspicuous characters, you know? Yeah. Like fat white man could be could be Elvis. So Elvis gets spotted all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Home Alone. Have you yeah. seen that? There's a, that's one of them. Oh. It's in the background. It's that's, like, see who's there. Why Why would he be there? Yeah. <laughs> if, he's, if he's faked his death, he's not popping up in movies. Yeah. Probably. Anyway, so that's a little tidbit on Tupac. Man. Oh, terrible, terrible year for music and culture and and Tupac. Mm. Great year for movies. Mm. It's like an inverse relationship, you might say. Mm. It's the year of Independence Day. Mm. Uh, the star of which would go on to marry Tupac's best friend, Jada Pinkett. That was his best friend? They went to school together. They went to Did Baltimore School of Performing Arts wow, together, I believe. Wow, excuse me. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Owen. Um, Tupac seemed to have a lot of friends. Like yeah. he had a, a diverse net yeah. of uh, interesting friends. Yeah. Uh, Madonna. Yep. That was um, a sex, sexual friend. Maya Angelou. Yep. They met on the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Poetic Justice movie. Oh. She wrote the poems for Poetic Justice. I want, they would have had some interesting conversations. Yeah, they totally would have. That's the kind of thing where you could make, probably make a – so the Tupac movie sucked. They should have done something where it's just – instead of the, the standard biopic with the, it's all the standard, you know, Yeah, just chapters, go down the intellectual route. Just go down like one weekend that he did or like Ooh, the, yeah. the Maya Angelou conversations. Or, you know, that that's how you should do a Tupac movie. They still could. Uh, the, hit, the movie they did was just like reading his Wikipedia page. You listening, Hollywood? Yeah, listen, I'm full of ideas, He's Hollywood. got ideas over here. I've got ideas. He's Story got by. Them. Wait, no, that's a bio. That's <laughs> real life. <laughs> well, kind of, but you picked the bit to be the story. That's true. Story restricted by mm. me. Weekend chosen by. Weekend chosen by Tristan Burrell. It is a big year for movies, though. Independence Day. Twister. Wow, wow. Mission Impossible. Keep going. The Rock, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I mean, we've done this recently, so I'm not going to read the Rock. We did as, Space Jam. A the Rock of as the Hunchback. Yeah, that's yeah, my understanding. Yeah, yeah, cool. gotcha. um, Space Jam. We did that last week. Last week, Romeo and Juliet. We did a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I forgot to look up what number it came. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Somewhere between Independence Day and the 200th movie fell. Yep. A little movie called Maximum Risk. Came out in September of 1996, budget of $25 million with a gross return of $51 million. Would you call it a fall blockbuster? Is that fall, September? Do they have fall? It may be that it's, yeah, I don't know. What comes out in fall? Uh, Halloween movies. Oh, yeah. Pumpkins. Mm. Like Halloween. Yeah. Or Saw. Mm. Or Halloween (laughs) 2. I was going there. (laughs) Halloween 3 usually follows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> critics were not fans. Fans were not fans. Critics 31%, audience 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't even give it the dignity of a critical consensus on the on the website there. Wow. Yeah. But uh, Greg Carney, was this a big one for you? No. Me too. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it either. I was watching it going, you know what, nothing is, nothing's coming here. Yeah. Nothing's coming here. It definitely speaks to the era that we've now fallen into. I, the, uh, yeah. Just is these sort of anonymous. <laughs> so thanks for listening. <laughs> but they're, inter- they're interesting to pick apart. Yep. But uh, yeah, there's, there's like a bucket of these movies that all have these names like Maximum Risk, just two words wedged together. Yeah. Well, the next one's got Dennis Rodman. So that's kind of, that, oh, okay. that was interesting. Yeah. But I think after Quest, I was a bit, well, Street Fighter into Quest, I think I was a bit like, I can't take my mates to these movies anymore. And I think most people <laughs> seem to agree, yeah, mm. unfortunately. I still love the man. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's forever a lord and saviour. And this is interesting. Like, um, you know, we'll get into discussing this film. There was, yeah. There was. There were things. Things. Yeah, there were things. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, it's going to be the next few episodes will be interesting as we dive into the the sort of the bargain bin years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, personal context, I don't really have anything. It's very astute on your part. Yeah, thank you. 
<laughs> that was for the bargain bins. Oh uh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was assuming I might have seen at least parts of this. We didn't do plot predictions because we're like it's a Van Damme movie. We well, know the plot. <laughs> and there was also another pretty significant uh, reason that 1996 Tristan or Greg would have wanted to watch this. Natasha Henstridge. Yeah. She was very significant for teen Greg and yeah. most other teen males at the time. I wonder if she knows <laughs> the profound impact she I had on a generation of humans. So we're talking about species. Yeah. Which we'll have to cover soon. Yeah. At some point. It just, that movie arrived at just the right point in time <laughs> to to really uh, push me into manhood. <laughs> Springboard? <laughs> yeah, I was propel? trying to think of the right word. What's the word? Launch? Just give me the final little, there it is. What do you think of that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then she rips you, lays her eggs in you and eats you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually. It's, uh, it's most a of mix. them would be like, well, worth it. Worth well, it. I mean, the thing was, I don't think I watched the rest of the movie in those days. And I'm probably glad I didn't because maybe, the, yeah, that would have fucked up a generation of, maybe it has. Is that toxic masculinity? Is this, is that movie... We'll have to unpack that well, one when we yeah, do the movie. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, neither of us watched it. Neither of us watched it. She did a guest spot on South Park at, at around a similar time too oh. as the teacher that all the kids have a crush on. Huh. And, you know, they had um, – That was intentional, surely. It was. They did uh, – because in those days you could buy it on VHS. I had it on VHS. I got it for my birthday or something from someone. And they had these, like, sketches of Matt and Trey – Mm. Introducing each episode mm. like, We're big fans of Natasha Hanstridge You know South Parketeers The reason that this episode is our favourite Is because we got Natasha Henstridge To be the voice of the substitute teacher Natasha Henstridge was that actress in the movie Species And we loved her acting In fact Matt and I used to freeze frame A lot of her acting from that movie on the VCR And then we'd play a little game called I'm Natasha Henstridge In which I'd close my eyes and pretend that Matt was Natasha Henstridge Then Matt would close his eyes And pretend that I was Natasha Henstridge but kids, remember, if you want to play I'm Natasha Henstridge with your friends, play it safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, they do, <laughs> Those guys, is there Those anything guys. they can't do? They're plugged in. They're plugged in. With that, why don't we get into the origin story? Origin story. So it's 1996, uh, JCVD episode, which means we're doing it 99.9% in chronological order here. So it's eight years after Bloodsport, his big breakout role, seven years after Kickboxer, five years after Double Impact, four years after Universal wow. Soldier, two years after Street Fighter, six months after The Quest, something which would have been fun to talk about now, but we can obviously we have to circle back on that one. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen quite a journey, haven't we, Greg? We have. In the early days of Karate Guy to Lat Pack Guy, to Guile. Guile. Going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard. The next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Uh, and it's interesting because, you know, we've, we've seen these, this meteoric ascension of, of this fresh talent, fresh out of Belgium mm. from sort of a guy that... The muscles from Brussels. The muscles from Brussels. He couldn't even speak the damn language yet. He's kicking all these goals, so to speak. He's, mm-hmm. He likes kicking. Yeah, he's a, he's a great kicker. He, he's doing films with directors that would go on to huge things like Roland Emmerich, John Woo, etc. Others. Others. And, you know, movies like Time Cop. Damn. Which even came out of the same year as Street Fighter. He had a $200 million box office in 1994. Wow. Then we have Sudden Death. Mm. Which we quite liked. Keep going. From the heights of... Time Cop getting 100 mil at the box office. One year later, Sudden Death, 64 million at the box office. Year after that, The Quest, 57 million. And now Maximum Risk, 51 million. Mm, There's a trend. The trend line has shifted. Just ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. And it probably around the same time that he's trying to to call a few big shots, wasn't he? Yeah. Especially The Quest. I think that was his big swing, right? Mm-hmm. That was his, uh, his, you know, he's trying to do a... His opus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I really want to watch it now. Yeah. And we'll talk more about the J, where JCVD is on his journey later, but that's where he's been. But when it comes to this movie, there's not a lot out there. Surprise, surprise. 
yeah. about its origins. Um, limited. Limited, uh, you would say. Um, but I suppose in parallel to this journey JCVD has been on, there's been a somewhat parallel journey in Hong Kong. Mm. The director named Ringo Lam. Ringo Lam. Done a lot of- uh, Great name. Is that one of those things where they choose their English name? And he I hope just, so. And he just chose it based on Ringo Starr. The lesser beetle. I used to work with a guy named Bruce Lee from Korea and they moved to the US when they were kids and he got to choose his English name. So he was like, yeah, Bruce. <laughs> uh. Bruce Lee. There you go. So Ringo had done a bunch of movies with Chow Yun-Fat yeah. um, and yeah. it's actually a similar career path to John Woo but perhaps not at the same heights. But if you remember John Woo's story, he started at this acting yeah. thing. <laughs> it was like a thing where just – Opera and theatre type thing, right? Yeah. Is that where? But it was, I think it's like this, what's the word? It's like an actor factory. That you kind of go in there with all these actors and you learn how to be an actor and he eventually realised he was better behind the camera. A similar thing happened with this guy. He went to an acting academy. That's where he met John Woo actually. Um, Chow Yun-Fat? Uh, sorry, that's where he met Chow Yun-Fat and um, had a similar thing was, oh, I'm, I'm a behind the camera guy. But that's, he's like. Meeting Chow, if you're a director in Hong Kong mm. and you meet Chow Yun-Fat, he's the right guy you want in your movies. If he's you make movies. If you're coming up with someone who's going to be kind of your guy, yeah. why not Chow Yun-Fat? And he's so frugal. Is he? Chow Yun-Fat? Yeah. Have you, I can't remember if we talked about it before. Yeah. Apparently he is worth hundreds and hundreds of millions. Right. And is the most frugal, humble liver. So he just eats rice. And apparently some sweet potato. More like Chow Yun Fit, am I right? (laughs) Press the button, Greg. Thank you. (laughs) It's very astute on your part. Yeah. Give you the combo. Yeah. Chow Yun Fit, that's right. Yeah. His bank balance is fit because he he just eats yams. Good on him. Yeah. Why did you do that movie with Sean William Scott then? That's something. I guess if you're frugal, you'll you'll be like, yeah, I'll do it. That sounds like good Yeah, and look, I mean, name me an actor who hasn't – Made a few funny ones. And I regret saying that because I am a big fan of Sean William Scott. Yeah. Bring him back. We need more. Yeah, you used to go to the gym with him, remember? He's a nice guy. I mean, not with him. He was at the same gym yeah, and just, I, I looked jo- at him from far away. I'm filling in some <laughs> blanks. He's a fit guy. He's a fit guy. Good on him. More like Sean William Fit. <laughs> <laughs> Why has he got three first names? I don't know. Uh, anyway, and similarly to John Woo... Ringo, by the mid-90s, was ready to make his first American movie and why not, like John Woo, do it with Van Damme? Yeah. Sure. Uh, He's the guy. He's the guy. Apparently Van Damme wanted him to. And it made me think, actually, you know what, Van Damme, a bit of an incubator of new talent. Well, I'm glad you brought this up. John Woo. Mm Mm-hmm. Roland Emmerich. Yep. Ringo Lamb. David S. Goya. Remember that guy we don't like because he was making fun of him. But he wrote Death Warrant. And some Colombian guy. Oh, who was that? I don't know. I think it's his next movie. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're right. So he's very giving. He gives to get. So. I respect him. It's interesting. Is there, that's the positive spin. Is mm. there a, but he's done, actually he's done repeat movies with. Few of them. Few of them. Mm. So it's not like he's, you know, getting through them because they don't want to work with him. Well, those ones that I just mentioned, only, he's only done one with. Correct. <laughs> Is there anyone he's, he's done a couple with? I've got something on that later. There's a trilogy of trilogies I've realised. Excellent. More on that later. Now, it's funny that we're making fun of the name before because a uh, funny story. Oh, good. It was originally called The Exchange, mm. then Bloodstone, and they're go. like, something's yeah. not right. We need more of a Van Damme name. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they opened the random word generator and out popped. Maximum? Risk. Yes. Yes. I don't know how they come up with this shit. But it's the science. What's got nothing to do with anything? But I guess a lot of movies have that. But I don't know. The exchange makes sense to me. Maximum risk. See, this is why I thought it was the hockey movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sudden death. I always forget. It's oh, a hockey term, I suppose, isn't it? I always forget the John Woo one, too. I always forget the name. Hard Target? Yeah, that's the one. That's another one. Well, this could have been Hard Target. <laughs> exactly. They don't even mean anything. The names mean nothing. Ins- or insert a Steven Seagal name. Yeah. Hard to kill. He was hard to kill. Ah. Uh, he was under siege. He was above the law. And yeah, but they're all three words. See, oh, Van Damme yeah. had just a slightly better copywriter, just slightly better. Yeah. It's like lose the the. Lose the joiny word. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> above law. 
And, you know, bish, bash, bosh, you get yourself a movie. <laughs> <laughs> These guys would have had a rap party because oh, yeah. JC knows how to – he would have been partying the whole time. Yeah, he would have been partying. Keep going. Keep going. Let's play the trailer. If you're playing this tape, then I'm already dead. You are my only hope. They're watching. They're waiting. Take the money, the list, and the gun. And when you shoot, shoot to kill. Somebody killed him. It was strength to come home. This is just the beginning. I've seen it before. It won't stop until you're dead, too. Trailer. Great trailer. <laughs> From internationally acclaimed action director Ringo Lamb. You're a fire starter? Jean Claude Van Damme and Natasha Henstridge of oh, Species. <laughs> Maximum risk. Welcome to the other side of safe. <laughs> the other side of safe. Natasha Henstridge from Species. I think it would be <laughs> quite uncomfortable having to do a sex scene with Van Damme. So I was going to say, can that? I jump straight in and, yeah. and say pretty much. Because that was right at the end of the trailer. Yeah. I feel like he would really go he method goes, with it. He goes for it. Like yeah. you can tell it's his thing. He's a sensual man. Yeah. Just the kissing as well. He's always very up in there. Yeah. It's like. Sex kissing. It's not like it's yeah. It's like, not. It's not like movie kissing. It's yeah. like he's in there. It's a different kind of movie kissing. A different kind of movie. So I do wonder how they. I mean, you know, some good, some bad experiences for the co-hosts. I would have thought some of them are probably into it. Some of them probably like man. Please. There would have to be a moment before where they actually. We talked about this. This happened. On the Friends thing. Remember the last Jean-Claude Van Damme episode we talked about how he was on Friends? Yeah. And he kisses both of them. Yeah. And there was that issue of like he was... Going for it. <laughs> yeah. They were like, can you tell him to stop doing that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like using his tongue and stuff. He's so, he's so sensual. Method. <laughs> Method. Oh, Van Damme. Uh, uh, what happened in this movie, Greg? Oh, um, hang on. I've got a, I've, <laughs> a good I've written question. Down some things. To be honest, if you had asked me, because we were supposed to record this uh, last week, yeah. so watch this movie basically two weeks ago. If you'd asked me to recap the plot right now, I probably couldn't tell you. Yeah, you could. But I'll, have, you know, I'll put a bit of meat on the bone. Yeah. Nice. Bones, bone. <laughs> uh, so I'll remind you that this is a classic Chad and Alex arrangement. <laughs> it really is. But this time they asked, what if Alex was dead? Hmm. After stumbling across a dead body that was identical to him, French cop Alan Moreau discovers this man was his brother. My brother. A long-lost twin brother. So he does what any long-lost twin brother would do and uses his return ticket from France to go back to the USA with no real clues and find out whatever he can to avenge his brother that he didn't know he had until five minutes ago. Yeah, and take his girlfriend. Take his girlfriend. Nice. <laughs> he learns his brother was in the Russian mob. Along the way, he meets the chick from Species, has a few fights in Russian bathhouses and ele- elevators and mm. other inconvenient locations to be fighting. <laughs> and at the and like, that's kind of it. He's on the run from the mob and the FBI guys... But then enough people die for him to be able to get away. And, yeah. And he goes and visits his mum with his mother's ex-girlfriend who he's now banging. Yeah. Because she's the chick from Species. Yeah. Ness. Nice. <laughs> that's kind of, uh, that's all I had, man. That is bringing back a lot of memories. It helped? <laughs> that definitely helped. Yeah, good. There's a few fire. Oh, oh, and lots and lots of car crashes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was heavy on motor vehicle action. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was an interesting one, wasn't it? It was. I liked where it was like it was it started off 
well, I thought. It hit the palate in just the right way. I was, like, I was ready. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, okay, Ooh. I'm with you. I'm, I'm here. It was a slightly different setting. We're in Europe. Yeah. I think they should have let him speak French. That would have been cool. Definitely. Especially because the whole thing wasn't in France. So they could have done just, it. They didn't do it back then, did they? No. Now they would. And it would have given him more cred too because I think, you know, we know him as the guy that is not very articulate. Or, okay. Yeah, and he's always got the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllables. Damn. But in French. He probably where, knows the right. Where the fools. Yeah, yeah. he probably knows how to speak. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, they say that about Arnold that that may not be true. Everybody speaks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No one understands him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, it, yeah, it had some like Eastern Promises potential. Yeah, there was there was definitely a vibe there that I was into, and um, I was like, okay, there was a bit of like a lean forward. Yeah, All right, yeah. I'm listening, and uh, then it was just kind of okay. I mean, the opening, the whole opening was kind of cool. It was a bit like the um, opening of Aladdin. Is being chased. <laughs> yeah. One jump ahead of. I should make an edit on that. Oh, you can, you can, and put it on the TikTok. Yeah, put it on where the we TikTok. are now viral. Yeah, ish. Find us on TikTok, guys. We're putting all kinds of ticking and talking on there. And if you don't use TikTok yet, get ready to waste another hour or so of your life every day. Yeah, your calendar just got busier. Your trips to the bathroom just got a little bit longer <laughs> with TikTok. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, after he got. Chased first doing that loaf of bread or whatever. Um, <laughs> it was kind of just got boring. <laughs> yeah, it got boring, didn't it? Yeah. And, and it was, it's hard to pin down because it's almost something. Like there's a lot about this that I sort of like, but I just, it was like it's missing something. It, it, and it got messy. Yeah. It's like there were scenes missing or something. Yeah. I got a, it was like watching Memento because you're like, wait, <laughs> how are we here now? Where are we? Who's that? Where's Joey Pants? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what it was missing. It did, uh, yeah. And what were we talking about recently where there was multiple sort of plot devices and you're like, just take a few out. Yeah. Tell me what, it was something. We do a lot of these Well, there are a lot of twists to this movie. I didn't need the FBI piece, did it? I don't know. Maybe not. Well, I I listed all the twists. Okay. They like a twist. Good, good, good. So, okay, so Van Damme dies in the first scene. Mm. Twist, there's another Van Damme. (laughs) Van Damme is at a guy's funeral. It's probably that guy's funeral, I guess. Nope, he's at an unrelated funeral. <laughs> he doesn't know that guy that looks like him. Oh, so I guess they're strangers that happen to look like. Nope, they're twins. <laughs> Unknown twins. The other JC was actually a bad guy. What a twist. And the guys chasing him were the FBI, so maybe they were good guys? Nope, the FBI are bad guys too. Twist, twist. <laughs> Double twist. <laughs> so many twists. <laughs> it was like, what? And this is the first 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. of the film. Oh, man. And um, in the trailer, I don't know if you noticed, it was quite cool that they play the, he plays the tape that his brother left for him and it's a different voice. If you're playing this tape, then I'm already dead. Which is cool because he wouldn't have the same accent as Jean-Claude Van Damme. So I like that they just got an American person to yeah. record the thing. It was like a nice, all right, that legitimate, checks out. Legitimate. Yeah, yeah. That it legitimised this whole thing. It really did. I mean, were, I liked that and there was a few other things I did like too. Yeah. Natasha Hanstridge. Um, how do we feel about him taking his brother's girl? Um, I mean, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I did think interesting choice to have her be the brother's girlfriend because obviously they're not going to be able to have sex now. Like, you know, he doesn't, he can't get the girl. Yeah. Oh, he can. <laughs> I like how he waited till they had it. Like he, didn't rush to say, hey, hey, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually not my brother. He, he just like, mess. But he eventually. He gave it a bit of a. Keep going. But by the time they hooked up. Yeah, she yeah. Knew, she, right? He did push her away to explain things just after she'd sort of, you know. Yeah. Had a little, little <laughs> lean in. Well, maybe he was doing it out of a sense of duty. Duty? Duty. Like in Deadwood, you know, in Deadwood, his wife was actually his brother's wife and he just took on the family as a, in a sense uh, of duty. Uh, I haven't seen Deadwood. Uh, Is it good? It's good. It's dense though. You've got to really like. I've played a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. It's like that. Yeah. thought so. It, it actually is. <laughs> kind of like that. Keep going. So I didn't know if it was the duty or the booty. I think it might have been the booty. Yeah, I mean, it's species chick. Yeah. It's the booty. Give him a break. And she doesn't eat you afterwards. Man, what a All they like having your cake and eating it too, mm. and not getting eaten by the cake afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> sweet, sweet species cake. 
<laughs> the other thing I liked about this movie, mm. a lot of that guys. Yeah. All of them were that guys. There's a few, isn't there? Had the guy from season two of The Wire. Do you know what? Paul Ben Victor. He's another guy with three first names. Oh. Paul, Ben and Victor. That's all his names. Oh, they're three first names too. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I've never heard someone with three Sean first William names. Sean William Scott. Oh, whoa, yeah. Wow. I didn't ever notice that they were all first names. I had this whole thing to talk about. That's kind of it. <laughs> but then we started talking about Sean William Scott and I'm like, what? Oh, that's weird. I never noticed the three. Because, you know, they say oh, someone with two first yeah. names can't trust them. Yeah. Three first three. names. I think you trust them again. Oh, uh, you go back? You go back. It's like odds and evens. that trust. Yeah, So this evens. guy is a very trustworthy man. Imagine if your name was just like Greg, Gary, Bob. <laughs> I'm Greg, Gary, Bob. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I like it. So, you- so he was in it. He's in lots of things. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in so many things. I had a little look at old Paul. I think he was in a Three Stooges movie at some point. He doesn't look very trustworthy. Yeah, he's always he was an entourage as well. He's untrustworthy yeah, guy he's, in that. He's in The Irishman oh, more yeah. recently. The geriatrics. <laughs> and Robert De Niro yeah. shows his age by beating up a guy. And Let's do a wide shot, show him doing the kicking. Oh, he looks so old. It looks like he's trying to yeah. kick out the... Bag with poop, poop in the it. Flaming, <laughs> you goddamn kitchen in the flaming bag of poop. Caught the shit poop. Uh, so there's there's Paul Ben Victor from season two of The Wire and yes. many other things. Yes. There's the guy that plays the shitty boss in Fight Club, Zach Grenier. Yes. He with wore a, his cornflower blue tie. It must have been Tuesday. With oh, some shit. terrible fake facial hair. And great fake accent. I'm playing a Russian today. <laughs> This my accent yeah. for next three weeks of filming. <laughs> he got the accent. He got the job, buddy. He got the accent from the evil woman in Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> she was Russian. <laughs> and last but not least, vegetable lasagna from Seinfeld. Well, what's going on over there with you and uh, vegetable lasagna? This guy? Oh, he's an idiot. He doesn't mean anything to me. I can hear you. It's vegetable lasagna. Is it? It took me ages. I was like, who is this guy? I know who this guy is. I know his face. Oh, vegetable lasagna. That's on the, wild. On the flight. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Frank Van Keaton. Van, no, he's Van not, doesn't count no, as a... Get yeah. out of here, Frank. <laughs> normal name, Frank. <laughs> Frank. Boo. Yeah, there's a few of them, eh? Yeah. And, and the chick from Species. And the chick from Species. <laughs> His death, vegetable lasagna's death, was actually quite hard hitting. No. Yeah, that oh. was that was something. That was a moment where I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling this movie's making me feel something." It's gonna it be was a quite writer. good. Yeah. <laughs> his taxi was so weird. He had all those headlines plastered around. Mm. But yeah, his death was. Um, I get they, you know, they really tried to dial up that he was gonna be a writer and all that stuff. But even just the way he died was quite mm. a shock. You're like, oh no. He he's a, been hit. He's been hit. Because in movies, they always shoot at the car and no one gets hit. Yeah. Or unless there's a bad guy and they get hit right away. But this was like a, oh, oh he's been oh. hit, but he's keeping going and he's been a hero. Yeah. Uh, this is my story. Is that what he says? He says something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. It was. <laughs> I don't know why he said it in a Van Damme <laughs> Keep going. Why not? Why? Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one because those are the things I liked. But outside of that, you know. And I like the Euro vibe in the early parts. Just seeing some mm. different scenery was quite nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, I believe, it, was it Nice? I think it was because, yeah, it looked like the kind of film festival. Yeah. But our, hey, we should have a play fight on the stairs. <laughs> yeah. For public relations. Greg's referring to the marketing mastermind of Jean-Claude Van Damme and um, Dolph. Dolph. Universal stirring Soldier. up some publicity for Universal Soldier. We're in Cannes and we have no movie. So I call up Dolph, I say, we create a bit of drama. I push you, you push me back. And that's the story. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, this is one of those movies, man. I think every, every Van Damme movie we've done up until this point, I could kind of see as being someone's favourite Van Damme movie. Mm. Even if I didn't love it, I could imagine it being someone's favourite. Even like Cyborg, it's a bit weird, so it probably appeals to someone. Mm. This movie, I can't really imagine being anyone's favourite Van Damme movie. It's an interesting way of looking at it. I would it goes far to say that... It's very stupid. <laughs> yeah. Do I you kinda, think this would be, this might be Frank's favourite one? He probably wrote it. 
Probably. <laughs> Story by. <laughs> Story by. <laughs> Keep going. So Ringo Lamb. Hmm. He actually ended up doing two more Van Damme movies. Yeah. Another one of which Van Damme was two people. Really? <laughs> so Van Damme has done three movies. No, wait, hang on. How many has he done Twins for? I think he's done he did this, Double Impact, Replicant, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, he plays multiple characters. Is that it? I, I, didn't, I never realised that was his thing. I thought it was just Double Impact. We learn so much. We learn. I like that that's his thing. Yeah, it Even, shows his range. He's got a happy guy yeah, and an angry guy. I think that could be like, you know, how we're, we're dying for the Jean-Claude Van Damme naissance mm. and that could be the thing. If someone out there, I think it could be like more of a Shane Black type of guy versus a Tarantino kind of guy. Oh, yeah. It's got a bit of a, a humour to it, you know. Yeah, um, set it at Christmas. Exactly. Uh, maybe he could play two people. At Christmas. Exactly. That's the, that could be the name of the movie. Oh, there's too many words. Double Christmas? Sudden Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sudden Christmas. Final Christmas. Christmas oh. Heart. Blood Christmas. Oh, Blood Christmas. Christmas Boxer. Boxing Day. Oh. That's good. Yeah. All right. That's the, that's the idea. Hollywood. There's another we one. pack this up now? I assume, <laughs> I assume there's money in the account now. Damn right. It should be. Keep going. What was I saying there? Oh, Ringo Lamb, yeah. So he made Replicant with Van Damme in 2001 and then In Hell in 2003. Yeah. And sort of what we were saying before, so yes, he's worked with some big names in the early years that he only kind of worked with once, but there are other directors that tend to stick around. So Ringo's made a, a trilogy with him. Good on you. That's three. Trilogy is three. Yeah. Peter Hyams. Oh, yeah. He did Time Cop, Sudden Death, and a 2013 movie called Enemies Closer, which has a 79% Rotten Tomatoes score. Interesting. And it looks pretty good. Van Damme's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, well, he started off as a bad guy. He's good as a bad guy, man. We've all uh, – because we – you know what? I think – I feel like when – we were in our infancy and we – I think we skipped uh, his first film. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. He, well, he's not that much. But I think we I probably think need to go back. We need to circle back on that one. Yeah. Um, because it's got a really high Rotten Tomatoes rating too. No Retreat, No Surrender is what we're talking about, of course. Yeah. And it was a big movie for me. Big one. So It wasn't a big one for me, but it's a big um, big Rotten Tomatoes score, which is interesting. I didn't really consider that. Maybe we, maybe we just wedge it in. Yeah. I reckon I was thinking we could do that sort of once we've worked through all of them and going back to the start, but that could be – we could away. be dead by then. We could. Nothing. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. And then, of course, um, Sheldon Lettich, Bloodsport, Lionheart, Double Impact. So there's this trilogy of trilogies with these different directors. Of course. Interesting. So it's people get, yeah, want to be in the Van Damme yeah, business. Yeah. Um, but you made a good point with, um, with No Retreat, No Surrender because that is – I took a look at the rankings on Rotten Tomatoes of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. And what's interesting – is we talk about this movie, we talk about sort of this rut that he's in right now and sort of he's already peaked. Yep. But if you look at it, we're talking primarily, I guess, for about childhood and cultural impact and, uh-huh. and, and box office. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, if you look at Ron Tomatoes, he only has seven movies that are not rotten, mm. according to Critic Score, six of which are 2008 and later. So only no, no Retreat, No Surrender is a fresh movie for Van Damme before 2008. That's very astute on your oh, part. That was the wrong button. That, was, <laughs> that wasn't an insight. That was a fact. His wow. number one movie is Kickboxer Retaliation with 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. But I will caveat that he's with saying there's <laughs> – No, he's in it. He's the trainer in that one. Yeah. I've seen and, it. He's uh, blind. Have you seen it? Is he? I think I've seen part of it. He like gets blind at some point, I guess. That's like a common – Van Damme, yeah. yeah you got to like, <laughs> feel the air. He likes to feel the air. Look left Ty- to right. Mike Tyson's in it. Yeah. And the mountain. He's he the bad guy. <laughs> Sorry. Was that a terrible Tyson? <laughs> it was great. Uh... I love Mike Tyson just for the record if you're listening, Mr. Tyson. It's got Christopher Lambert as well. <laughs> he narrates the trailer. I'm out of breath still. <laughs> King Boxer at Fight Tournament. Um, 
I'm in the wrong tournament. <laughs> but that movie doesn't have many reviews, so I think it has 92% on a, a ba- of a low base. It's the way to do it. But some of the other ones, Gaming man. system. There's like. What does In Hell get? Oh, good question. Hang on, I'll just open it up. So the top movie, his top movies, number one is Kickboxer Retaliation with that caveat. Uh, the second one is the movie JCVD, which we've heard is really good. I haven't watched it. I'm kind of saving it. I don't think I can wait. Do we get up to that on the pod? So I'll probably watch it soon. Yeah. But, um, Kung Fu Panda 2. I haven't seen that. It might be more of a cameo um, mm. at 81%. Yeah. No Retreat, No Surrender, 80%. The Bouncer, 2018, 80%. I've seen that. Is that good? Well, yeah. apparently it's It's not right. bad. I watched – it's kind of like uh, – it. yeah, I think you do – I think it's in French. Maybe. So when you talked about oh, that earlier. Right, I so it just like feels more yeah. – Yeah, it's kind of like um, – Taken, a bit like Taken. Oh, nice. Yeah, he can do those movies. He can do those. Mm, I agree. Uh, Enemies Closer, the one I just mentioned, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Expendables 2, 67%. Um, what was the one you asked about? In Hell. In Hell. Which you did with this chap, the third third and final one with Ringo. Oh, no, no critic score. <laughs> Not positive. Audience score, 54%, and his character name is Kyle LeBlanc, which is promising. Yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So in some ways he hasn't peaked yet at all. No, well, we know that. We know that. You yeah. And I. Well, yeah. But, I mean, aside from the JCVD movie. Oh, and there's also that. The Bouncer. There's that Universal Soldier sequel that's really good too. Uh, where is that? Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. Is it that one? Oh, I got that confused with the. Um, Kickboxer yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> I thought it was. Retribution and Reckoning. And they're, they're, I can't remember which one is the r- good r- one. R- re- but one of them is fucking cool. It's like weird. <laughs> it's uh, so it's like we had a we had a soft renaissance. Mm. I feel like more should have happened after the, the JCVD movie. I believe so. Yeah, but it, I I think it could happen. We're getting a lot of content out of his living room. We are a lot of face to camera work with Man his beanie it, on. Yeah, with a towel around his neck. Is he cold? Is he cold? You know, I feel like. Or is it he, just comfort? Why doesn't he pop on the heating? Yeah, frugal. Been taking lessons from Chow Young Fit. Yeah, he did. He he would have met Chow Young at some point. Chow Young Financial like, Fitness. Yeah, it's kind of like the Barefoot Investor, but mm. better. Yeah, Chow Young Foot. Hey, actors, just eat rice and sweet potato. Yeah, save chicken for Christmas. <laughs> is the message? Yeah. <laughs> we. I wonder if we'll pop up in the finance category this week, given all the personal wealth tips we've given. We probably should, man. I would say yes. Yeah. Cool. It's a yes from me. <laughs> um, he would also do well in a Fast and the Furious movie, I think, wouldn't he? As a bad guy? Yeah, mm. that would work. Yeah. They got bloody, what's his name, playing Vin Diesel's brother? Who? That wrestler. Not but not Batista, uh, the other one. Uh, the Rock? Not The Rock. Yeah, the Rock's in it. I don't think he's in the new one. Oh, I watched Hobbs and Shaw. That looks silly. <laughs> when I say I watched it, I watched... 20 minutes of it? Yeah. Ooh. I don't – I know people love these things. Yeah. And we like – I mean, we're talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme right now and how much we love him. We're not afraid of a good, bad movie. But uh, I don't know – I don't yeah. get the appeal of those. Maybe I'll get it one day. I just don't enjoy them. I think, uh, you know, they're just vehicles for those guys to get paid. Vehicles, see so what we did there. Yeah, thank you. It's very astute on your part. Thank you. <laughs> they needed an astute. Yeah. Um, there didn't seem that many vehicles in that one. It's less vehicle What, in the new ones? They go to space or something, I think. Oh, in the Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh, man. <laughs> we should – so we're going to open Patreon soon. We're going to do movie commentaries. Maybe we should do all of the Fast and the Furious movies and we can air our grievances in real time. That's a great idea. <laughs> Why are they doing that? That's dumb. That's silly. Why is – that doesn't make sense. Isn't this guy dead? <laughs> I think we just did it. Just put that on loop. Yeah, yeah. Five dollars, please. <laughs> For Peter, of course. <laughs> Should we do the JCVD test? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. All right. So as as your friends at the show know, we have a uh, – it's sort of the skeleton key, I suppose, to every Jean-Claude Van Damme project, most Jean-Claude Van Damme projects. Yeah, yeah. It's very astute. <laughs> we wrote this uh, many moons ago before we even had a podcast. Just a couple of guys without microphones. Yeah. Look at us now. We have we microphones. Got microphones. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Thank you. Okay, so this is the plot synopsis of every Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Go. JCVD plays an American, air quotes, who wears high waisted pleated pants in a foreign land on a quest to seek revenge for a fallen loved one at the hands of morally corrupt racial stereotypes. But he's about to find out that training to fight his enemy means facing the enemies within and slowly doing the splits. He also gets his buns out. Okay. It hits a few of those, doesn't it? It, it, it does. So the American thing, this is a bit of a loophole in that one of him was American. We even heard the accent on that tape. Mm. Yeah, there. So he's American, but then when he's not in an American accent, he's French. So it's very well covered. Because he's a Frenchman in a foreign land. Exactly. So America. It's like they looked at the checklist. And they've, <laughs> they've shuffled the, the chess pieces around. Yeah, they, they sort of inverted everything. It was yeah. very clever. They flipped the script on us. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a mysterious foreign land, yet the racial stereotypes weren't Americans. They were the Russians. Mm. Very clever. Very clever. Yeah. Very clever. High-waisted pleated Smart. pants. I can't remember specifically if he was doing the high-waisted pants. He did some kicking. Kicked a few people. They didn't really – did he do splits? Because he wasn't playing a martial arts guy, so they dialed it down a little bit. It was more just that he could fight. He was um, – He wasn't like doing special moves. Yeah, he did have a very greasy, oiled-up Russian bathhouse <laughs> fight scene. That scene was too sexy. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you compare that to how they executed on the, the Russian bathhouse fight scene – In John in, Wick. Eastern Promises. Oh, Eastern Promises. Oh, yeah, there's one of them too. <laughs> I actually Googled it to see if I could find uh, John Wick's a good addition. Yeah, there's it's got a, good lighting. Oh, a lot of shit. I've been to that place. Have you? It's like this. Um, I thought it was. It's uh, like, no, nah, it's it's just this spa thing in Soho. It's super expensive. Yeah. Someone got us a, for our something, for our engagement maybe. Was it it's good? pretty cool, but it's kind of weird. Is it? I don't really like those things. Uh, they just had different pools. There was like a salt one. There was like a ice cold one. And yeah, I quite like those things. Something about the vibe of it. It felt like is this like a swingers thing? But it wasn't because they explicitly said don't. But then the fact that they explicitly said no hanky panky means people have yeah. It's like yeah, wait, that gets a there's a few dark corners, and I'm like I don't know. This feels weird. It are you feels, sure? It feels kind of intimate. Are you sure you weren't just downstairs from your old house at Bodyline? Yeah, it was felt like. Maybe that's what I had in my head. Is that yeah, it was yeah. a bit strange. Fair enough. We used to have this wellness center in Austria where I did a ski season. Oh yeah. And you weren't allowed to wear clothes. Right. So you'd be cruising around the wellness center and you'd see everyone from because a small ski town, you'd see yeah, everyone. Right. Hey, hey. I can't imagine that. Yeah. And it was it was both sexes. They're very wow. even in Austria, the Europeans, they're very uh, you know, fascinating. Very progressive stuff. with the whole nudity thing. And um, kissing in sex scenes. Oh, big time. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> they do love it. So I think that's a few ticks in the um, in the old uh, JCVD test. Yeah, we were talking about that, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. That's almost all of them. Yeah, I, maybe I like without that, the without the splits maybe. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't there was expecting. a sex scene so his buns were probably in it. I, think, Man, I can't remember. He had the sex in that with the... FBI guys just out of the room and they were like, whoa, even they were. That was a weird choice, wasn't it? Yeah. They just like, you know what, I bet, I bet in the script they don't hook up. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme was like. This is a, this needs some more tension. (laughs) When were they having the sex? They need time. (laughs) But JC, there's, there's literally no where in script where it would make sense for you to have sex. We'll just do it with the FBI guys in the room. That's fine. And they can turn the TV up. That seems like the worst because they were, weren't they also like being held hostage? Why would they even just let them have sex? It was weird. Yeah, I was confused. It doesn't make hostages at that point. Yeah. Maybe. There were so many twists at that point. Yeah. Twist was she was an alien. Yeah. That would have been good. Like a secret sequel. Secret sex alien. (laughs) That would be a cool post credit scene where it it reveals it's actually species two. Well, he's, yeah, he's like egg stuff falling out of (laughs) him. Down in France or wherever he is. Yeah, out of his pants the down in France. France. Yeah. That rhymes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was interesting how they – you've seen Eastern Promises. I haven't. You have never seen it? No, but it's got that guy, that guy I like. Vigo Mortensen? Yeah. 
Well, that director, uh, David Cronenberg, I think his name is. Is it Cronenberg? The yeah. fly guy. Did Wait, that sounds fly? like I'm saying like he's a fly guy. Fly guy. <laughs> he did, uh, he, he does various Viggo Mortensen movies as it turns out. He did that one, uh, what's the one with John Hurt? John Hurt's in it for like five minutes and he got an Academy Award nomination. Ooh. Called. History, a History of Violence. Great film. Oh. Have you seen these movies? No. This is a, this is a, a blind spot for you. Could I, could I request you watch them? Yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I've always wanted They're to. They're really good. Like Eastern Promises, I give it four and a half stars, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I needed this last night. I wanted to watch a good movie It's a last good night. movie and it's like entertaining and it does the Russian mafia stuff properly. Like it's really sucks you in and you want to know what's going on and it's secretive and there's yeah. tattoos. It is the same Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the cool tattoos. That's what uh, I think initially piqued my interest. <laughs> it's, man, it's an awesome movie. And they have this fight scene. Someone comes to kill Vigo in the, in the Russian bathhouse. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, the, the towels don't stay on. The like towel's not going to stay on if someone's trying to stab you with a knife, right? This guy, Vigo in this has managed to have a great hairstyle that, that embraces the receding. It looks really cool. How cool does that look? Yeah, he, like, like he's grand, epic. Like my grandfather or something. He's, that's cool. Yeah, you got to watch that movie, man. All right, I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, that's yeah. the answer I was looking for. It's just kind of like what this movie, if this movie was better, it would have yeah. been like yeah. got Naomi Watts. And the way the way the world's got, like, it's, a, it's just a far superior film. Man, it's interesting. I'll actually get into this in, in the next episode on Big, but it's, it's just something, it's a good example. This is for the opposite reason of big, that there can be two movies with sort of the exact same central idea, but it's just mm. the execution matters yeah. so much. Having the idea is the easy part because on paper you go, yeah, he'll be a guy from France that has to go into New York, New York Russian mafia. Like this all sounds great. Yeah. And you're picturing Eastern Promises. Yeah. You get this. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not the best. They needed Cronenberg at the helm. They did. He's he's good, but this uh, man we talked about this with Arnold too. So lucky that Arnold ended up falling into the capable hands of yeah. uh, James Cameron, and then I guess handpicking um, Verhoeven. But I, I I still genuinely believe that if Van Damme just partnered with the right guy, God mm. damn it, would be there. Mm. It's still damn. He's got it in him, man. Those eyes. Yep. He's got soul in there. Yep. Should we get into the verdict? Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like you to answer the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Huh? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Not my favorite. Yep. Uh, I'd say this one's probably left best left in the past for me. My filter for these JCVD ones often are what are the movies I would show people to try and convince them of the the yeah. JC magic, and this this one would not help my case. Yeah. So for that reason, I would probably have to leave it in the past. Yeah. Bits of it I liked, sure, but yeah, yeah. had potential. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you were going, my advice would be if you're going to watch this movie. Watch Eastern Promises instead. Watch this trailer and then watch Eastern Promises. Yeah. Yeah. The trailer's cool. Yeah, it's got The Prodigy. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Keith Lynn. Love The Prodigy. I think we can probably make a sweeping statement of all of the cultural yeah. relevancy tests and say that's a no. Mm. Other than uh, explosions and stuff, there were some pretty cool things on that front. Yeah, it's a good use of fire. Yeah. Yeah, but this certainly isn't the kind of uh, thing that, the Simpsons would make a treehouse of horrors based on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but MVP, I'm going to give it to Natasha Henstridge. In the scene where she takes her clothes off? Inclusive of that scene, yes. <laughs> and low-key vegetable lasagna. He was almost my MVP because oh, yeah. he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Eastern Promises, guys, check it out. <laughs> and next week we're back. In the 80s. Back in the 80s, baby. 88, I believe. 88. You know Woo! what that means. Expo. Hey, we're on TikTok now. Find us on TikTok at Double Impact Podcast. Yeah. We're still uh-huh. on Instagram, of course. Mm-hmm. Find us there and the Facebook. Oh, what's the, what's the update with our competition? 
Well, entries have closed and we'll announce winners this week on the grant. Oh, there you go. Thank you for all those that entered. (laughs) Yeah. There can only be one or two or three. 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 But one that gets to choose the movie. Oh. So thank you for the entries. Thank you for, uh, yeah, thank you for the entries. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.